COH Podcast, Episode 16. Welcome to the City of Heroes Podcast, a resource for the casual heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Everybody's going to want to hear you say tasty. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, Chooch says tasty. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Welcome, heroes, to City of Heroes Podcast, episode 16. I already said that. The sweet one. Yeah, but that was before all the intro music and oh, stuff. Right. They might have forgotten. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget that there's like, you know, the intro and the right. stuffs, so and then we talk. Because it's always like, why are you repeating it? I just yeah. said Well. They wouldn't have forgot. They're smart. They're smart. Yeah. They're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Hi, yes. We have uh, on the schedule, I think it should have been a topic cast. The last couple have gotten kind of mixed because we did a topic and then a continuation. And, you know, we we're going to alternate news topics. And the last one was like news plus topic. Right. And, well, since we're kind of mixed up. But also, since we've had such a flood of comment love, right? this is going to be a newsy commenty yes. episode. Yes. So if you don't care about the news and you don't care about listener feedback and answering questions, you can just skip this one. No. <laughs> no. It's all, it's all good stuff. It's awesome sauce, like someone said. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so there's some news. Yeah. Yeah. And um, probably everyone has seen, because they're all junkies like we are, and it's on the load screen. Mm-hmm. The Richty invasions have returned, like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was announced yesterday, March 6th, that the looming threat of the Richty invasion force still hangs like a dark pall over the earth. Ooh. And they have gone into a lengthy kind of announcement. And I'll summarize it for you. Basically, we're going to be having Richty attacks Mm -hmm. for the following dates throughout the year. March 7th through the 13th. Hello, that's today. And then again, April 25th through May 1st. June 13th through June 19th. August 1st through August 7th. September 26th through October 2nd. And then November 14th through November 20th. 
So it's the same rules that you're used to before. The Richti forces will attack Paragon City and the Rogue Isles. And some important items to remember. When the zones within mm. the cities are under attack, a worldwide, worldwide alert will be issued. It will show up in your chat window on the system channel, warning you in which zone the attack is imminent. Mm-hmm. While it's occurring, players do not receive debt while outdoors in an invaded zone, which is mm-hmm. the good part. Those in the zone that do not wish to be at risk of attack are asked to take shelter immediately. They mm-hmm. can do so by leaving the zone or moving inside buildings or undercover. Overpasses, gar- parking garage, etc. will work. Mm-hmm. And the combative inhabitants in a zone will move off the streets and to safer locations when a Richty invasion takes place. Richty bombs appear to be unstable and not 100% Reliable. Some mm. do not explode on impact and only embed themselves in the ground. They have been noted to detonate after a time, so take caution when you see these. They can be disarmed or delayed by inflicting damage upon them. <laughs> and, of course, everybody bands together mm-hmm. when the invasions are underway. So, you know, if it says King's Row, get your shiny hiney to King's Row and say looking for bomb team mm-hmm. or looking for Rickty team. And you'll get an invite, and I'm certain you will, because everybody's really cool about throwing invites out then. Mm-hmm. And there's actually links on the announcement to set up discussions for the different servers. So there's a champion server thread, there's a freedom server thread for players cool. to organize. It's awfully nice that Ricky to, you know, schedule their their invasions ahead of time. So, so. far in advance so that we can yeah. all accommodate it with our schedules. <laughs> and thank goodness that they aren't listening and then adjust their rate right. ske- their invasion <laughs> schedule now that we know about it. Those silly, silly Richties. <laughs> we also have some patch notes that were just loaded today. So everybody needs to get home and immediately log in so you can download the patch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You need to do that, Chooch. I do. You just, poor thing, you just got in from work and we <laughs> run into the studio. So the patch notes, task force, strike force, and trial missions. The size of spawns in task force and strike force missions will always be based on the number of players in a strike force task force, regardless of whether they are logged in or not. Spawns for task forces and strike forces no longer have a minimum size that they will not scale below, which is what Mm -hmm. we had announced before. That is now on live. Wow. And it's the same example that we said before. Eight players begin an eight-player task force, then seven people log off. The spawns in the task force will still scale to the eight players attached to the task force, regardless of whether they're logged on or not. If instead of logging off, six of the players quit the eight-person task force, then the spawns will scale down to the remaining two players on the task force. Mm -hmm. That's just what we said, I think, exactly what we reported previously. And for blasters on City Hero side, blaster PvP damage for some attacks will still was still off after the fix of the previous build. They are now corrected. This includes mm. explosive arrow, havoc punch, ice bolt, and fireball. For City of Villains, Rikti Homeworld Portal should no longer be targetable via pet exploitation. And and note everybody Ooh. that that was a City of Villains patch note that I read. So there's love for the red side. <laughs> and so, Chooch, I can't remember if we talked about this or not. Did you hear what the 48-month vet reward is? I think I let out a mighty um, squee, and you may have heard what I was saying. You don't I remember? don't think I heard it, no. Okay, maybe it was just the boys then. Well, I know where I'll be for the next 
26 months or so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. right? I yeah. I remember. <laughs> and we'll be here in City of Heroes because we will not be canceling our account, suspending our account, or delaying our account, or doing anything with our account that is going to mess with me getting my 48-month battle-hardened badge and summon pet power. Yes. That's what they've announced as the 48-month veteran reward. Your choice of a light fairy, mm. a dark fairy, a blue wisp, a red wisp, a shield oscillator, a power oscillator, a shield drone, or a power drone. Blah, blah, blah. We get fairies. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. That's the important thing. That's the important thing. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm going to be like Link with my own little fairy flying around. <laughs> 48 months. A 48 months. time. I'm willing to put the time in for a fairy. I am. Yeah. yeah. So you'll get it after four years. After your, you hit your four-year mark, you will get the Battle Hardened Badge and your choice of a summoned pet power. And, um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And, <laughs> and apparently some people already have it. I haven't seen them, but people have said, oh, I got mine. Because they wow. were available after the live update on March 5th. And I'm just dying to see somebody. Yeah. I'm going to be like that person's little pet. I'm going to follow them around just to stare at the fairy. <laughs> and it was actually something that was leaked out. Someone had actually previously posted screenshots. Oh, wow. And I was just like too Twitter-pated to believe it. I was just like, it can't be true. It's doctored. <laughs> so, yeah. Fairies and other so stuff. I have to watch out for you on eBay looking for uh, accounts uh, for sale. I didn't even think of that. Oh, <laughs> but that wouldn't be right. That would be against something that would make me not want to set a bad example for the boys. So. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. Besides, you know, I like to earn my stuffs. That's true. Yeah. So someone actually asked then, okay, so out of eight pets, why are there only two different buffs? Apparently there's mm. only two different buffs. And I forgot to say, each gives a specific bonus to you and your team. So there's some sort of buff that it gives. And I'm not really seeing that in my notes. So I totally slept on that part. Ah. Um, originally, according to, I think it was Castle, originally there were two pets, the fairies. Then someone um, brought up the fact that fairies won't match everyone's concepts, and so the wisps mm -hmm. were born. Then someone suggested drones for tech types, and at the last minute, the oscillators were tossed in. All told, a more classic example of feature creep you will never find. <laughs> so since there were only two pets originally, there were only two powers made. I didn't have time to make... Yeah, it's Castle. Mm -hmm. I didn't have time to make six more powers to match the new entities. As for why they are so fragile, let's just say if they were at all, quote, tough, I could exploit them horrendously. So they're fragile. They can be kept alive if you're a ranged AT, but melee types will have a hard time of it. Mm -hmm. So apparently they are like, you know... Destructible. Yeah. Destructive. Destructible. Yeah. Yeah. You could break them. <laughs> <laughs> or rather, your foes could break them. Ex Libris reposted a request that I think was originally posted in November for folks to update account information, address, email, and other info at the Play NC site mm -hmm. to make sure that you get the occasional valuable newsletters, beta invites, and other goodies. We wouldn't want you to miss out on anything groovy, <laughs> X says, which of course everybody I'm sure is taking it as it's a hint for something. Right. <laughs> it's a new. Something seventies flashback, sixties flashback, <laughs> 60s, right? MMO. Right. Yeah, I was just a little. I don't know when Groovy actually hit the hit the. It's the Scooby Doo MMO. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Scooby Snacks. 
And the PVP event committee posted a little announcement here. Mm-hmm. Intro to base raids. Is your SG too small, too scared of losing their stuff? Not into PVP in the slightest, but you've always wanted to experience the thrill of a base raid. Well, the PVPEC would like to invite you to come out and trash our bases. Learn how base raids work and strategies to defending and attacking. Discover how a PVE build doesn't necessarily have to work against you. The committee will be hosting a series of base raids on the test server in our pre-designed bases in a pickup group format. We will have special guest instructors on hand to guide you through the process and offer advice on all matters base-related. Base raid-related. This event is geared towards people with low to no base raid experience. There are no level requirements. Lobies get auto-SK'd to 50 in a base raid. All you need to do is sign up, show up, and participate. Chooch is making faces. You gave me a funny look. Itinerary of events. There's a ventrilo meeting, a pre-raid set up in base, a raid, a return raid, optional based on interest and time restraints, a post-raid wrap-up on ventrilo. Space is limited to 15 per side, so sign up today. We're offering this event on the following days, and it's Saturday, March 15th, Sunday, March 23rd, Friday, April 4th, Sunday, April 13th. So you need to go to the forums and do a little search on Hmm. the PVP event committee and the intro to base runs. I I think I've sound under announce, announcements player announcements or something mm-hmm. player events yeah i've never tried any kind of base rating and i don't quite get it because i don't know i guess it's more like a role play perspective it doesn't make any sense that mm-hmm. super groups rate other super group yeah. bases yeah and that's not very heroly heroic heroic <laughs> that's a much better word okay folks it's like 10 o'clock at night and huge <laughs> has been working all day so we'll let him we'll let that one slide thanks <laughs> you're welcome um, he's, it continues to say, while we have some salvage available, please copy your tune. See, I'm not the only one that says tune. <laughs> to test with some base components in your inventory to make pylons. And lists the kinds. Empowerment stations will be available. We suggest you review MCG Warfaces Guide to Base Raids. So just go find the link if you're interested. I, it's getting a little technical to read. Probably lost your interest a few minutes ago anyways. But yeah, mm-hmm. so it looks like fun. And if we can actually figure it a, I'd like to go sneak a peek in there and see what that's all about so that mm-hmm. we can talk about it. Because I've never done a base raid. Yeah. And then we have a post from Back Alley Brawler. And the subject thread was three issues a year still. And it's a question. And there, there's been a lot of stuff going on in the forums that kind of disturbs me. But um, this one is actually a thread asking, basically, are we still going to get... Three issues this year, three mm-hmm. free issues this year, because it's already March and we haven't got anything testing on the mm. test server yet. And so there was a lot of po- there were a lot of posts by Back Alley Brawler and Castle in the last week, mm-hmm. and it it went on a a bit much in some cases where everything they were saying was getting picked apart, and new threads were there would they would make one statement and it would cause a whole new thread oh, of speculation. Right. So then they'd have to answer that. And I understand people have questions and complaints and criticisms, but I mean it. They're trying to be responsive, right? And it's taking them a lot of time. You yeah. know what I mean? It's oh, like, yeah. you know, the more time they spend on the forums, yes, they're hearing what the player base wants, or at least a portion of the player base, because not all the players go on the forums. You know, right. Sure. But that's taking time from their development time. So oh, yeah. It's kind of like, I feel almost like we need to set up timers for them and say, okay, ding, your time's right. up. You have to log <laughs> off and get back to work because, you know, we will shiny object them to death. They're doing an interesting thing. Um, I was listening 
the last uh, Virgin Worlds podcast. Mm-hmm. He's uh, Brent's wrapping up a bunch of interviews from the Gamer Developer Conference, mm-hmm. and one of them was with a guy with CCP who makes Eve Online. Okay. And one of the things that CCP's doing is they're having elections Ooh. for player representatives. Okay. So they're going. I think he said they were going to have twelve. So it's like this interplanetary council. Okay. And so all the players vote for the council members, and the council members once a year will be flown <gasps> to the headquarters, which what? is in like Finland or oh Sweden gosh. or something, and to have a meeting with all the developers and producers, and they're going to do regular teleconferences. Wow. So yeah, and then the idea was have the players have a stronger voice because writing on the boards is one thing, but being there face to face is a whole other thing. Yeah. Especially if you're speaking for a whole community. And the only thing that worries me about that is that sometimes the most vocal people on the boards get things put in the game, but they're not necessarily the best things for everybody. Right. You know, or what the majority would say. The the squeaky wheel gets the oil, but the squeaky wheel is also a pain in the ass. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's so it's it's a double-edged sword. It yeah. could be really good or really bad. So hopefully because it's elections, yeah, that you know, you there's you know, it's very democratic, so hopefully oh, and they go for I think it was 6 months. So it wasn't once a year, it would be once twice a year that they fly the people to the headquarters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if, if somebody's making bad calls and not, you know, representing you the way you'd like, then of course, the then next session out. you can vote somebody else yeah. in. That's it's an cool. interesting take. Yeah. So this thread, getting back to before Sorry. we shine. No, that's <laughs> interesting. Before we shiny object it away. This was the thread about the whether or not we're going to still get three issues a year. He starts out saying, I don't have as much free time to post on the forums during the week. You should all be glad about that. <laughs> He's very vocal. Quote, when will the animations and FX be done for the villain epics? And um, Back Alley says, they're already done. And then in parentheses, he says, does he mean they've already done the new animation in FX or that they're just using existing animation in FX? (laughs) (laughs) So playful. And the next quote is, why is the graphical effects on reconstruction from stalker willpower just a copy paste of the regeneration version? Can't you point it to the same graphical effect that occurs when you activate Rise to the Challenge? And Back Alley says, you think willpower reconstruction and regeneration reconstruction should have different effects? Do they do the same thing? (laughs) (laughs) And so basically, he's just got a lot of quotes that are he's taken from other people Mm -hmm. in the thread, and he's just answering them. I guess I should have prefaced that. So the next quote that he's going to answer is, are there any plans to make the power animations actually fit the powers, like making Haymaker an actual Haymaker, or making Punch a punch, and making Jab a jab? (laughs) (laughs) Those animations are so screwy, it's funny. And he answers, no, no plans to change any animations for any powers unless they need to be changed for some specific reasons. It would be much easier to change the names of the powers to suit what the animations look like. And we're not planning on doing that either. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, again, a question. Epic AT, will it arrive before 2010? Yes. (laughs) His answer is yes. Well, there you go. And then next question, zones, will there be more villain-specific ones? And he answers, possibly, more likely to see new zones that both factions can access. 
either through co-op play or through competing storylines. I'm not sure I agree villains really need more exclusive zones. There may be, there are a lot of zones hero side that aren't used much. Wouldn't make sense to spend all the time to make a bunch of villain only zones so they could sit unused too, which is a good point. Really nothing to do with how many people are playing villains. Doesn't make any more sense to make exclusive hero content either. That's really more of a posy question though, mm-hmm. which I thought was an interesting thing to say. And then question, enemies other than Longbow and COT, will we ever see anything more? Yes, Arachnos. This is, eh. <laughs> you know what, I think this was on villain side because that's what all this, a lot of these questions seem to be villain side because the epic archetype obviously is a villain question. Right. And then um, question, what happened to the COP, which is the Cathedral of Pain? And he answers, severely broken. From what I understand, it basically needs to be rewritten from scratch. Every time they put so it up, it doesn't last very long. Yeah, that's kind of like, oh, bye. And then what happened to IOPs related to COP? And this I, IOPs, if you don't know, are mm. items of power, which is something that was attained, in my understanding, because I never got to see it work, during the COP, this Cathedral of Pain Trials. Mm-hmm. Which my knowledge is sketchy, and judging from the comments that we got this week, I'm sure we're going to have someone be able to fill us in on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So from what I've been able to gather, it's like a special kind of mission or TF kind trial. of thing, and then you get the item of power, which sits in your base and, and kind of buffs, buffs everybody it. in the SG. That's my understanding as well. As long as you own it, and then that seems like the reason to do the base raids because you can steal other people's IOPs. items of power yeah. when you do the base raid. Which is the unheroly thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then how long before COV gets trials other than respects? And he answers, no idea, but I think trials are an excellent addition to the game and I hope we do more. Question. Will there be anything other than Arachnos? Yes. Longbow and COT. (laughs) Quote, what are you going to do about the villain market? And he answers, it's completely under the player control. What are you going to do about the villain market? There are other things in the works related to rewards, though, that could have an impact on the markets. And no, you're not getting specifics. So, yeah. Are there any plans to fix Lagville? (laughs) If we can find time to, yes, it was built in such a way that it would require a significant amount of dedicated time to overhaul. And of course, are you ever going to do something about the crappy patron powers? That's a a castle question. Are you working on any animation revamps for the martial arts set, Scrapper or Stalker? Something in tune with the weapon set speedups? No, but they're one of the candidates for seeing the benefits of adjusting their damage based on animation times. No Mm. ETA on that. And then the question, what kind of animations can we expect to see in the villain epic archetype? Upcoming power sets? And he answers, run, jump, rest, (laughs) hit reactions, death, and a bunch of power-related stuff. (laughs) So yeah, there's your inside track on what the villain epic archetypes are going to have. (laughs) And then question, awesome, when are villains getting custom effects? And he answers, same time heroes do. (laughs) Because there was a lot of talk about the custom effects graphics like Mm. we talked about with the champions online. Okay. Woof, lots. And then a question about, um, with the success of Dual Blades, what lessons carry forward with regards to casting, rooting, and seamless attack chains? He answers, only lesson is really that you guys don't like pauses in attack chains. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. 
And um, Brawler, what are your thoughts on the non-weapon-based assassin strike? Honestly, I think that's a primary reason I stopped playing my energy ninja stalker. I can't stand the horse stance. And he answers, not crazy about it, but it's not going to change. I know somewhere out there is a martial arts stalker named Horse Stance Kidney Killer who will (laughs) scream and curse if we changed it. (laughs) He knows the players. And then question. Oh, I do have one question, though. Why does Arctic Fog still have that bloody, horrible, constant looping wind slash foghorn sound? And Bab says, looking to address those toggle slash long click power sounds soon. And there's actually a thread about that. If you have issues, go look over at the thread on the forums and you can post something in there. Because he actually did a call for info. Mm Mm-hmm. And then another question. The only thing I don't like about this is the edit to add the word free in there. They have always been free. Plus the addition of stuff that hasn't been announced yet makes me think they are going to be paid issues soon. And he answers, I added free because I thought if I didn't, someone would say something like, yeah, sure. (laughs) Three issues per year, but now we're going to have to pay extra for them. Right. So, yeah. And that's what I mean is that everything that they answer to Mm -hmm. causes a whole nother line of, I hope I don't offend you forum folks, drama. (laughs) You know, it's just kind of exhausting to go through and read because I do, I just search on their, on their threads, Mm -hmm. on their responses. And it's just like constant, constant, constant having to reiterate things, but they take the time and they do it. So kudos to them, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, (laughs) and then someone, and there's a thread, if we're going to be paying for content and the quote that Bab answers is, Solution, make the entire game free. Give us 10 to 15 big updates a year and replace the archetype system with one single archetype called the Supremist, <laughs> which every which has every power ever and unlimited slots. <laughs> oh, and pay us to play your game. You can just take it out of the employee's salaries. Instant success right there. And Back Alley's response is slash level down. <laughs> <laughs> So that was pretty much it for the, and I guess there was very little news in there. I, I did read some lengthy um, posts because mm-hmm. I thought there was some good info buried in there, some villain info in that really long one that I that I read, that um, I think is pretty cool. Yeah. So, do we want to play a promo? Yeah, I'll take a quick break and come back with feedback, Rama. Feedback, Palooza. <laughs> <laughs> like tiny little vampires. They hack into your nervous system like you were a walking computer network built just for them. They flood your body with chemicals that cause fear, paranoia, and psychotic rage. It's a disease that thinks. It's a disease that talks. And if you're lucky, you die before it becomes a disease that walks. On April Fool's Day, experience the horror thriller novel, Infected, the major hardcover release from number one best-selling author, Scott Sigler, creator of the free podcast novels, Earthcore, Ancestor, and Nocturnal. Available April 1st, online and in bookstores everywhere. Free audio chapters of Infected are available at scottsigler.com and infectednovel.com. The disease kills you slowly if the cure doesn't kill you first.
So to kick off, we've had a lot of activity on our website. So, so much. Which has been awesome to see. Yeah, it has. So I'm going to, there's so many here, I'm not going to read through all of them verbatim, but we'll hit the highlights. And the first one is from Sloth, which is attached to episode 14, Building Healers. And that's the one where we talked about the wedding also, Mm -hmm. the live wedding. Yeah. It says, what's this one, a full screen version of the wedding? That's what demos are for. I just uploaded one from the dress rehearsal. So that includes plenty of costume gawking, all the vows, and the fight afterwards. And it uses game sounds. Cool. Me likey game sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes in to describe what a demo is. Uh, don't know what a demo is or what a demo is, does. Snag my demo launcher and it's really pretty easy to view them. And when I had first started reading the comment, I saw the name. And I'm like, Sloth, Sloth. I know I've seen that somewhere. And it's because I've downloaded his demo launcher. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. What up, Sloth? And so, uh, yeah. And so if if you don't know, a demo is basically from inside the game. You can type slash demo record slash name. And it actually does a capture of everything that happens to you. Right. And it captures it all in this little bitty text file. So it's not actually capturing the live video. It's capturing the elements of what happens. And then anytime you want, you can play the demo back and it actually launches a version of the game and then makes all the stuff on the screen happen. Like, you know, magic. Yeah. It's kind of like how they do the kind of like how they create the cutscenes, where the cutscenes are actually not pre videotaped or pre rendered. They're actually the game elements that are interacting. Hey, yo, remember that one time? (laughs) <laughs> actually remember that one time we were doing that mission in fault line oh yeah and we were doing we were doing that oh man i can't remember the name of that badass woman that we were fighting but it actually launched the cutscene, and one and of the people on our team you could like see his back behind, yeah and it was like oh my gosh this wasn't something that was pre-recorded it actually right. is live because look there's his butt so we went so cool. through and did it again yeah and we got, because we could see from where the cutscene was, <laughs> what door it was in front of. So we made sure we were all in front of that door. And then we all started doing like the the uh, victory right. and the, you know, and taunting. It was, it was funny because it reminded me of like those newscasts from the On the Street reporters <laughs> where you've got people like flashing <laughs> gang signs right. and saying, hi, mom, and calling people and stuff. It was so funny. So we got the boombox going behind the mean villain doing her monologue. <laughs> right. And Well, got the boombox going and then spawned it. <laughs> You know, poor little me. I had to go run and like grab the boss's attention, and I come back, and all you guys are just standing there goofing. It was cute. <laughs> yeah, we're nerds. <laughs> so that's what a demo is. Since Loth yeah. makes a, uh, it, it it can get a little complicated because you have to do command lines in the dots prompt to make it work. But Zloth's launcher yeah. automates it for you. Oh, okay. You launch cool. that, and you you know hit the where the file is, and boom, it launches it up, and there it goes. And, of course, I'll have links to that. We also adds in, um, if you're looking for a forum, why not just make a topic on the official forums? Ex Libris just pointed you out in the media forum, so I'm thinking that would be a reasonable place to discuss, seeing as how we already are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be one option, and um, we're working on a couple things, so... We don't have an announcement yet. No. <laughs> don't give me that look. We don't have an no, announcement yet. Look. We're, we've got a couple different options that we're exploring. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's the quick and dirty option. And then there's the other option. And we don't know what we're going to do yet. So, yeah. 
And he wraps it up with now about this whole Defender Healer deal. (laughs) What you have to realize is that Defenders are more than... So, my God, did you just call your character a tune? (laughs) No, no, I must be hearing things. Must be shudder. Yeah, yeah. Wise guy, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, someone that we started... That we played with very early in our COH careers used to call them tunes, and it just stuck. So blame that person, <laughs> not us. We are untrainable. Uh, you know, Kind of comes over from World of Warcraft, and all of these MMOs kind of build on each other. And yeah. so a lot of the lingo kind of carries from one to the other. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry if that offended. Next comment was from Young Jedi. Response to episode 14, Building Healers. Yet another awe-inspiring show. You two continue to amaze me with your attention to podcast professional levels of quality, matched with extremely informative articles, and finally followed up with a friendly spin on the whole caboodle. (laughs) If more podcasters were like you two, television as we know it would be in trouble. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I agree the pictures thing would be great. (laughs) Have either of you been to COH Faces? It's not a bad site, although the pics can sometimes be a bit off topic. Finally, I would like to congratulate you two on officially forcing me to get off my butt and set up my very own self-hosted server dedicated to COH. Thanks, guys. And Viv, could you say tasty one more time? (laughs) I'm, as I've said, I'm afraid to say it because I'm sure I don't have any idea how I said it before. Well, I think I can speak for the community when I say there's pretty much no wrong way to say it. <laughs> anyway, say it's going to be correct. Tasty. <laughs> that was wrong. <laughs> right? You know, I always have to prove you wrong. Right. <laughs> I have been to COH Faces. It's been a long time. Uh, when it first launched, I'd gone there. And so I'd actually replied to this in the, the thread. But, you know, from what I remember, it was basically for people to put up pictures of themselves. So it's to kind of like see what the people on the other end of the keyboard look like. Oh. So it wasn't really specifically to put up pictures of your tunes, of your characters. Was it? The pictures of yourself. Was it tunes and yourself or was it one or the other? Well, when it first launched, it was just pretty much people just putting up themselves. And then some of them did little Photoshop foo yeah. and, you know, did a little insert. That's cute. <laughs> So I had basically replied to that and asked what kind of server he was uh, putting up. And then he had replied back. And this threw me for a loop because he had changed from Young Jedi to Neuroshade. (laughs) It took me a minute to find it. Um, (laughs) And replied to what uh, type of server he was doing. It says, I wanted to open the COH guild slash ventrilo slash forums, hopefully scrolling picture site. Actually, I'm testing my Ubuntu 710 skills and want to show off some PHP nuke. By the way, can you tell Viv to say tasty one more time? (laughs) (laughs) You guys take care and keep up the awesome sauce. (laughs) That's where that'd come from. (laughs) Sigh. (laughs) And uh, so we had actually, we had launched the gallery. Yeah. In between when that was posted. Um, I had actually already launched it up, right? That I, but I hadn't linked it in yet. Yeah. And then I put it up in the little header, and some people had found it and started immediately posting pics. And then, of course, <laughs> our last episode, episode fifteen. So in reply to episode fifteen, which was little news and champions online, Nail Bunny writes in: We have a gallery. Holy smokes! 
I'm going to post my nail bunny pics as soon as possible. Be prepared to see more zombie fiends than in Thriller. There's something refreshing about being in a community that listens. Mwahahaha. <laughs> and his well, pictures well, I have live to tell up you, to that there's a close-up zombie picture of nail bunny and i literally had to put my hand up and look away it was so <laughs> gross it was nasty so good job at making a funky zombie a plus plus on oh, the creepy factor that was gross bulging veins going oh. and, yeah <laughs> Yeah, nasty. Well done. <laughs> yeah, Juice is like, yeah, that's cool. And I'm like, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, I'm glad everybody's enjoying. The pictures are really funny to look at. There's some really cute ones up there. I'm sorry, really cool ones. Really <laughs> buff, heroic, and villainous dudes. And and dudettes, of course. So, yeah, if you go to if you go to the site, up on top, there's a tab that says uh, gallery, and you click that. And yeah. Um, the actual address is cohpodcast.com slash characters. With I guess S. I could have made it gallery, but. That, and eh. that's, yeah, <laughs> that's why I had trouble remembering how to get there. Yeah, hindsight. Meh. So maybe Meh. I'll make an alias or something. And uh, yeah, so people are doing lots of pictures. So there's yeah. one section for heroes, one section for villains, one section for kind of everything else. And yeah. so I put up a couple interesting heroes that I'd found. And people are putting up some kind of bug issues or, you know, um, People they've defeated, they're in, in strange positions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got a couple good ones of yeah. uh, some guys stuck in fences and stuff. <laughs> I've got one. I need to find it. I've got 9 million screenshots. I've got one in, you know, it's one of those basic train um, train missions where you go in and you've got like the city zone map and then mm-hmm. you've got that elect- that kind of force field around the it. war wall. Yeah, war wall. That's a fancy <laughs> term you have there, Chooch. Why'd you just whip it out there for the first time? <laughs> Making me sound all stupid and whatnot. <laughs> But I've got somebody that was flown up in the air and they got stuck on it. It's like oh, a villain. Yeah. It's like a f- villain on a fly strip kind of a thing. It's so <laughs> funny looking. I have to get that in there. So in a reply to episode 15, uh, Troy Hickman. Hey, Troy. Writes, another great one, guys. Regarding the Champions game, I played the pen and ink version for almost 20 years. Wow. And many of my comic book characters originated there. So I'll definitely be giving it a try. I absolutely don't think it'll be vamping all my attentions and affections away from COH, however. Oh, I hope not. The gallery is a great addition to the festivities. I just wish my own screenshots didn't come out so craptastic. <laughs> I really need to stop playing COH in my Commodore 64. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and hey, look at you two. Suddenly I'm seeing and hearing about you everywhere. What's next? Posters of Chooch and a Speedo? God, I hope not. I want <laughs> Viv fruit snacks. They're tasty. <laughs> Thanks, gang. You both the great work. <laughs> Troy is so funny. Oh God. <laughs> nice. I'm sorry. Tasty. <laughs> See, that sounded all fake and whatnot. <laughs> and we actually had several comments from a new poster named Bogues. And Hi, Bogues. Hey, yeah. And so there's several that are from lots of different episodes. So it looks like he's going back and kind of listening to the whole the whole uh, back catalog, as it were. Cool. And some really good insight on some different things that we might have missed or... Uh... Totally flubbed up? Yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't laugh while you point at our errors, we're okay with yeah. it. <laughs> so... Um, Back from episode 11, mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about some people had shown how to spawn 
uh, Jack and Yukai. Right. I was on that team in Croatoa. Right. So he writes, regarding spawning Jack and Yukai, there was a red name post, which I can't find now, from a while back that confirmed emphatically that no COHGMs are triggerable. Hmm. What has been seen in Croatoa with clearing the northern section is that the presence of mobs from a previous spawn can keep the next spawn from happening. So clearing the old mobs can allow a spawn to happen, but it does not trigger the next spawn. If the next spawn isn't already waiting to happen, clearing the mobs will not cause Jack and Yukai to spawn. Huh. So it's kind of like, yeah, the trash is kind of holding up the next scheduled spawn. So you clear out the trash, and then boom, it's able to come up. Well... It worked like gangbusters. That's all I know. <laughs> so I'm guessing the trash doesn't get cleared very often. So, yeah. so it's probably infrequent enough that, that you know, it can be a reliable thing. Cool. And then he followed up with a link to a City of Heroes uh, wiki article that I'll post a link to. Going a little forward for episode 12, he wrote, During the podcast, you mentioned a difficulty finding Keldian enemies when you're playing your Peacebringer Warshade. That's where we were saying how sometimes the, a quantum will be hidden in the middle of a group. Right. And he actually posted a, a macro <laughs> mm-hmm. that lets you find them very easily. Cool. And it's one that we had that you used to have bound. <laughs> you just have to call me out. What? Yeah, I do. I have it on my empathy. <laughs> and I lost the the thing that I wrote, because I had a notebook that I wrote all my mm-hmm. binds and stuff on. And I lost it the last time we organized. Right. <laughs> so I couldn't remember how to set it. And when I'm on another character, I'm like, oh, how did I set that? Well, I don't want to log off and log in the other and write it down right. and log back in. So I'm just like, oh, I got to find that again. So thanks. And then here it is. Boom. <laughs> Boom. So that's right awesome. there. Thanks, Bogues. And so while there's nothing to link to, you can just uh, you can head over it. to episode 12, look in the comments, and you'll see the, the, the macro. The whole thing. And it says, you know, little spells it out. And it will automatically target any void quantum or cyst in view so they won't be able to hide in the middle of a crowd. That's awesome. I love that. Very, very awesome. And then he jumps. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So he further commented on episode 12 about the leadership pool. Mm-hmm. How we had kind of talked about that, and how when how the real numbers showed what percentages there were. Oh right, and I right. was disappointed that yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there may be people that haven't listened back. When when the real mm-hmm. numbers came out, I logged on my empathy and toggled on the leadership maneuvers power pool just because I was curious because everybody said it's not worth it, it's not worth it, and I always got it and flipped it on. And um, used it even if I was the only person with it because I felt right. like any extra defense is a good thing. Sure. So um, I flipped it on and saw that it was like a 5% was the only benefit that I got. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to get our friend that also has it to see if he toggles his on and I have mine toggled on, if it'll give us a 10% and right. therefore 5% for each and every person on the team. Mm-hmm. We haven't done that yet. Right. Yeah, true. So that's what that, this comment's about. So you replied, uh, just remember, I think you also mentioned being surprised at the low value of the defense buff for maneuvers. Mm-hmm. A few things I always consider about the leadership powers. Uh, one, uh, not only do they stack, but they affect everyone in your party. Right. If you normally solo or play with one other, that's not a big deal. But if you often play on teams of six to eight, you get a huge bang for your buck with the leadership toggles. Each hero or villain individually may only get a few points, but the team's benefit is that many points times the number of players or buffable pets. True. Second, uh, corollary to the above for support characters Mm -hmm. is that it can be a buff for the heroes or villains on the front lines. 
For example, a defender shouldn't be the one taking or giving the most damage, right. so you wouldn't normally need the defense accuracy or damage boost as much as someone else on the team. If you pick a self-focused power, you'll be only be giving yourself a benefit. With leadership, you give a benefit to the tank, blaster, etc., who is the primary meat shield or damage dealer. Right. And third, defense like damage resistance is one of these one of those powers that gets more valuable the more you have, since an even con minion has a fifty percent chance to hit. First 5% defense only reduces damage by about 10%. But if you've already got 30% defense or to hit debuff from other sources, that same 5% reduces damage by 25%. So if you have good, but not yet as good as you'd like, defense in the team maneuvers may be really valuable. It could actually cut the damage the party receives in half if you've already lowered the enemy's chance to hit too close to the floor 5%, but it's not quite there yet. Of course, if you've already lowered their chance to hit so much that they can't effectively damage the party, then extra defense is essentially useless. Right. <laughs> I agree with all of that. And I and I get the numbers. I kind of glaze over with the numbers, but I totally get what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And he's right. It's just, like I said, it's one of those things that if I'm the only one running it, and we're usually on lately four or, or fewer players, Right. that... If I had anybody else that would take leadership maneuvers, I would feel better about it because mm-hmm. then the stuff stacks. And then I, I, you know, I see a benefit even when I just flip it on and it's only me. And I always think I'm the only one that sees the benefit. And I don't know if it's because I'm on my healer when I do that. And I'm the mm. only one that's like actively watching the health bars. Right. So I'm not getting rid of it. And I really want to test it out with this other person. But it's just one of those things. I mean, if nothing else, keeping that power pool for vengeance is, you know, mighty. <laughs> so I'm not getting rid of it. And I still use it, especially when we're heading up against a Navy or something. I make sure Yeah. I've got it fired up. So <laughs> very good points, though, and very good explanations with lots of lots of statistics to back it up. <laughs> <laughs> True. And then he comments on episode 13, which is builds and slotting. And we are assuming that this person is a male. Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah. This could be a female. I, yeah. I know that the standard is (laughs) the ratio, or I guess the statistics are that it's probably a dude. But I hold out hope. Because we did have that one girl. Yeah. I'm sorry, female. That's right. We did have that one female when we first started. That was Laboga. She was like the first one to put in a comment. Yeah, we miss you. Comment again. If, <laughs> assuming you're still listening. <laughs> what up, girl? Yeah, the uh, it seems City of Heroes seems to have a higher ratio of women mm-hmm. than most other games. Because we know several mm-hmm. that are, like, really girls, not just right. guy in real life girls right. that play. But there still is a pretty large percentage of men. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this was, let's see, so this is related to slotting. From episode 13, right? Right. So, so thanks for the show, folks. Nice job on the build discussion. You provide a very good overview of a very large and complex topic. Ooh. I did want to mention a few thoughts on some of what you said. Cool. For the rule to only three slot a particular type of enhancement that only applies to SOs. Right. Other origin enhancements may take more or less depending on how strong they are compared to an SO. Since a DO is about half as strong as an SO, you can actually get full benefit from slotting as many as five. With TOs, you could go uh, six slot a single type. With IOs and specials, it's harder since their value isn't an easy thing to assess. Totally. And he mentions the endurance reduction. <clears throat> I wanted to stress that a lot of folks focus on putting the endurance reduction slots into their toggles. 
even though their attacks almost always use the most endurance. Hmm. It gets into some number crunching, but you can see see it in a lot of the planners. If you look at the endurance per second for a toggle and compare that to the endurance per activation of a click power and factor in how often you click that power, right. essentially how fast it recharges, if you use it a lot, you'll generally see that your clicks use far more endurance than your toggles. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for slotting accuracy, you only need to three slot with SOs if you're regular fighting high level enemies. Mm -hmm. For beginning players, uh, they're still working on the basic rep and thus fighting even con enemies. One accuracy will max your to hit unless you have defense powers or debuff your accuracy. For fighting plus one enemies, you want two SOs. You only need three SOs when routinely fighting plus three enemies. Hmm. You can also factor in how often you work with folks that can buff you or debuff the enemy defense. If you often have some with fortitude or a rad, you can probably get by with even less. Cool. And this is an area that, that I think I'm kind of biased because we ran mm -hmm. for a long time with people that were a couple levels above us. Mm -hmm. And, well, even, even with everybody being e equal... We've always run with higher reps. Yeah. So, you know, we're generally not happy unless we're fighting oranges and reds and purples. Yeah. So I always do slot pretty heavy because mm -hmm. <laughs> I hate missing stuff. Yeah. And then having to wait for it to recharge before yeah. you can try, try again. So that is a good point. Yeah. I mean, one for uh, back. So that uh, that was all of Boogs. 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 <laughs> Thanks for all that info. That's awesome stuff. Really well written. I mean, mm -hmm. you're really clear. So we jump back to episode 15 from Eldritch Fire. Hey, y'all. That's for you, Viv. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Just got to say it's great that you cover the main news points since I don't have that much time to keep up with current news. Okay, I do, but I spend it keeping up on D&D 4th Edition news. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for giving us the headlines on what we miss. Y'all rock. <laughs> Aw, and you know the um, little news that came up regarding D&D &D Oh, week. yeah. Gary Gygax yeah. passed, which, you know, That's really big. affects it affects the MMO space. I don't think we'd have MMOs if there wasn't D&D, &D, really. You were a big D&D &D player. Oh, yeah. I only ever played it once, and that was with my ex-husband, who was mm -hmm. also big. My brother was big into D&D. &D. My ex-husband was big into D&D. Mm-hmm. You're in D&D. &D. I'm starting to see a pattern here. Mm, interesting. <laughs> but I only ever played it once, and that was like for like less than two hours while we were, you know, drinking mm -hmm. on a Friday night or something. <laughs> so I had a great time, but I couldn't tell you what we did, and I just mainly yelled right. girls' rules when something didn't go my way, and <laughs> I changed it. You know, as we were going through boxes, I found some of my books. You found a bunch. Oh, but yeah, I found the original, my original blue box, <laughs> module B1. <laughs> That brought back some memories. Oh, sexy baby. So yeah, yeah you want to play, get a game going. Well, yeah. Got the goods. Yeah, get it. <laughs> Better get some rum or I'm not going to last in the game long. <laughs> and the uh, fourth edition looks pretty interesting. I haven't kept up with it since Advanced D&D. Or actually, no, I've got a couple second edition books. So I did play second edition mm. for a while, but I didn't do any of the third edition stuff. The fourth edition has this online piece that's mm -hmm. pretty interesting where... You can plan out your dungeon online. Oh wow! And like have a uh, no more paper. Have a computer screen on the table, oh. and then as you progress, it shows more and more of the screen. So it has that whole element of so keeping you in the dark. Do you think that that? And we're totally off topic here, but <laughs> you know, whatever. It's a show. We'll talk about what we want. Right. 
Um, do you think that, I mean, do you take it from the purest point of view? Do you, would you prefer staying paper or do you, as your little geek heart gets all Twitter pated, anytime you include a computer into something. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Okay. Well, okay. There's a mod that some guys did a year and a half ago or two years ago. And it was posted on Slashdot, which is news for nerds, stuff that matters. Right. Um, (laughs) Yes. And so these guys took a video projector, Mm -hmm. mounted it on the ceiling, pointed down at a table. And so it actually projected a dungeon onto the table, a Mm. map. And they wrote this computer program that would reveal parts of the map as you got around. So it's almost like they took it, like the D&D folks took it from that because it was so awesome because... You know, it was actually on the table, and they could put their miniatures right on top of it. Wow. And I see that look. <laughs> You're so cute so it's kind when of you get like this that. excited. But, yeah. I mean, as a kid, I used to dream about hooking computers up, hooking our Apple IIs up, and having them in different rooms in the house <laughs> so you could isolate the players. And because there's always kind of a uh, you miss some of the surprise mm. when you play and everybody's looking at a drawn map because right. everybody can see where the turns and curves are right and then they got to roll to see if they actually saw the hidden door mm-hmm. but you know they know it's there so they're going to search extra hard and yeah uh, and there's other tricks but yeah so i think it'd be pretty cool yeah so it's very sad news that he passed away yeah because i like i said i wasn't <clears throat> big into D&D, but it doesn't take long if you get into gaming and talk to people that are into gaming, whether mm-hmm. it's online or pen and paper or whatever, to see the impact that he's had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty huge. Absolutely. So, anyways, sorry about that <laughs> little downer moment. <laughs> so, another comment from the site. Uh, the last one I'll read is from... Trick Shooter says, hey, guys, love the podcast. I heard in your last episode that you guys didn't know what Mag referred to. I think we actually covered it after the fact, didn't we? This was in response to 15. Just wanted to mention that Mag is short for magnitude and relates to Mez effects in the game. Certain enemies require a certain magnitude or mag to be affected by effects such as immobilize, hold stun, sleeps, and fears. Normally, minions and below require a mag 2 Mez to be affected, lieutenants require mag 3, bosses require mag 4, and, well, I forgot how much elite bosses and AVs require, but you get the idea. So a power like Howling Twilight with a mag 2 stun means that it will only stun minions. Mm. Again, love the podcast and just wanted to edumacate. Keep up the good work. (laughs) We're edumacated, babes. (laughs) Finally. Thanks for that. Yeah, and I remember that Mental Maiden had come back and kind of spelled out what Mag was. So, um, And we read that last episode, right? Yeah, I think so. So maybe he was replying preemptively before he finished it. Right. Or um, which is cool. Put it on the wrong um, episode or something. Mm. Either way, we thank Either way, you for that. We always love the clarification. Yes, we do because we're simple <laughs> and sometimes we don't understand the first time. <laughs> <laughs> there were also some comments that were related to the pictures, um, and I don't want to read all of them. But people were kind of commenting on different pictures. Yeah, and and, uh, and uh, so yeah, go look for the latex granny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then wash your eyeballs. <laughs> that but that's fun. really cool. And and like like Chooch said, we are exploring a Some forums forum option. ideas, yeah. And the forums options, we may end up with something that might have a picture location in it. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, don't 
uh, apologies to anybody that may feel like, oh, great, I already put pictures in here and I got to right. put them somewhere else. <laughs> We're trying to find a solution that's going to be long term. Yeah. So you've made the account here and we are so glad you did. We're having such a great time reading all the comments and seeing all the pictures. Mm-hmm. But we are also looking for a longer term solution, yeah. something that's a little easier to get through and easier to post to. And so, yeah, just hang tight <laughs> with us for a week or two while we sort this out. And then, yeah, you know. and and the solutions we're looking at, I'm I'm keeping in the back of my mind ways to move the pictures over automatically, so you don't have to go repost them. But um, oh yeah, cool, yeah, you should do that. I should do that. <laughs> so that's kind of in my in the back of my head. That's one of my requirements to yeah. be able to do a, a smoother transition. Yeah, <laughs> and I hate having lots of different names and passwords all over the internet. Yeah, and, amen. And so yeah. Trying to work a way to... Yeah, make it simpler for everybody. Mm-hmm. So we had a couple new reviews on iTunes, which is nice. awesome. Y'all are just spoiling us with the yeah. love. It's just awesome. So we've got uh, one from Tactical Chaos 15 titled, Great! <laughs> Warning, this podcast will make you become addicted to City of Heroes. <laughs> I stopped playing about a year ago and my computer couldn't run it anymore. Oh! After listening to this podcast, I'm in the market to buy a new gaming PC just to play it again. <laughs> nice. This is a great podcast. You will love it, so subscribe to it. Cool. <laughs> Thank you so much. Glad you're enjoying it. Sorry to be costing you money. Yeah. <laughs> And from Scythe123100. Uh, it's titled Awesome Podcast. Aww. I'm a new COH player. Oh, I've been playing the for game. about a month. Very cool. And after trying two tankers, two controllers, and a corruptor, <laughs> I've finally gotten up to a level 18 blaster. Nice. Ooh, almost got that cape. Yeah. I love your podcast and I have learned a lot. I was previously a dedicated FPS gamer, first person shooter. <laughs> But COH has really grown on me. Love the podcast. And tribute to Podtacular, my favorite Halo podcast, Keep On Fragging Trucks. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I'll assume that that's something that we would want to (laughs) do. Because I'm not a Halo girl. Well, thank you. Very nice. Thanks, guys and gals, if there's gals in there. Yeah. The reviews are awesome. And uh, I got to double check. I don't think we've cracked into the... The way iTunes works is you can be listed in the iPods directory, which means if somebody knows to search for you, they can find you. Right. Or you can go by browse by topics. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of see. But they limit it to only having five pages worth okay. of podcasts. Gotcha. So those... And those are the featured podcasts. Oh, okay. And I, I don't know... It's kind of a black box mojo magic. You know, they don't tell people how this works. Right. But it does seem to be tied to uh, the number of subscribers, but the number of reviews. Hmm. And so to actually get on those pages for people just browsing around to find you, you have to have a certain number of reviews and nobody knows what that magic number is. So the more reviews, you know, it shows that you have an active listenership and people Mm -hmm. are interested and gets you on that feature page. And uh, that can really help get you a lot of new listeners just being on the feature page. Yeah. So every review that goes up there is awesome. So thank you guys yeah, so much. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And if anybody else is enjoying the show, um, or even if you hate it, go write a review. No, don't. No, not if you hate it. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to bring our five-star rating I down. love the five stars. It's pretty cool to be pure fives. 
I'm like, bang, we have 45 <laughs> stars now. <laughs> but if you have a minute, go up and just write a sentence or two, you know, about the show. And it would be awesome yeah. to be able to get on that feature page. The next step up is to be on the, be spotlighted. Oh, and that's where they greedy. like actually put you on the front page, which, yeah, that'll never happen. Okay, everybody. Chooch is getting greedy. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, we are so grateful for all the comments and well, stuff. Yeah. And I'm the just, love is awesome. You know, I'm a teacher. I'm just explaining how the iTunes store works. Those are the levels. Right, the levels. Well, anyways, whether you comment or not, we really appreciate you guys listening and tuning in and giving us all this great feedback and and all of that tasty goodness. (laughs) I slipped it in. (laughs) And we didn't have any direct emails or voicemails this round. That's okay. We had so many comments (laughs) and feedbacks. So, yeah, that's... Plenty. So, on besides trying to find a new forum solution, we have a couple of things that we're trying to cook up. So mm-hmm. we're not, we can't really say what we're going to do next week because we're not going to sure if anything's going to like right pan out. Because we yeah. actually had something planned for this recording that didn't pan out. Yeah. So we're trying to do something a little different rather yeah. than just a regular topic or news. Yeah. So if it works out. Then we have a prize for you. Surprise. <laughs> but if we're just talking news and some feature cast again, then just know that we're still working on it. We're yeah. still busting down doors to make things happen for you guys. So if you have an idea of what you'd like to hear in the next episode, then uh, you can give us a call at 206 338 2911. You can send an email to cohpodcast at gmail.com or join everybody here on the, on the official site and leave a comment at cohpodcast.com. That's what all the cool kids are doing. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have any show ideas or comments or, you know, whatever, do that. Go there. Thanks a lot. Have a great week. Talk to you next time. Good hunting, heroes. This podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes.